that we are told by our culture uh, and the lies that we tell ourselves, the lies that we tell each other. And, uh, you know, it's funny. If I were Jesus uh, and I had to pick a time to uh, come to earth and live 30 years, I would not pick 2020. <laughs> I, think he, I think he did a good job there. Because I was always thinking, like, why did he pick, like, way back then when he could have Uber and you could have Grubhub and, like, stuff can, like, be brought to him. And uh, I think he did a, a pretty good job. But here's, here's one of the things I want to talk about this morning is that on the one sense, we look at 2020 and we look at coronavirus and we look at uh, racial injustice and we look at fires, murder hornets. We just blew past those as though they didn't exist. They're actually a thing. They bite the heads off of bees. Like, that's an amazing thing. But we just were like, yeah, murder hornets, whatever. It's not a virus. You know, it's not a fires. <laughs> like, whatever. So, uh, so we have all these things. And, and so, so we have all this uncertainty in our lives we, in, in all sorts of different ways. You know, and maybe and now we have, you know, we have financial uncertainty. We have all, all these things going on. But what I appreciate about Jesus picking the time he picked to come to earth is that it was filled with uncertainty. There was tons of uncertainty. I mean, first of all, they had none of the health care stuff that we have going on right now. They had little of the education we have going on. Now, obviously, none of the technology, um, although maybe they had like an Uber donkey service where you could like come pick somebody up. I have no idea. Um, they had, they were, he, he, he came to an occupied country. So like we have, we're worried about our election and, and that's, uh, you know, yeah, you know, be worried, whatever you want to do. We'll talk about that later. Um, the actual election, um, I'm going to tell you who to vote for. No, I'm just <laughs> playing around. So, uh, so they had all, all these things going on. Uh, so with, with their president, Caesar, um, you could just be beheaded, and then, you know, I don't know what you think about our current politics. Maybe you think that's kind of the same. You could be beheaded on Twitter, but uh, you could just die, and that was the rule of the day. Jesus' day was filled with uncertainty. It was worse than it is now, I would venture to say. I know that's hard to believe, but it was worse. Poverty was worse. People, your race, there were races calling each other dogs. Like that's what, that's how they related to each other. Uh, uh, equality, gender equality, non-existent. If you're a woman, you had no value, okay? And so this is where Jesus steps onto earth, that God himself takes the form of a man and he puts his foot on our planet. And he chose that time, that time of incredible uncertainty. And so the first uh, sermon we have ever recorded by Jesus is called the Sermon on the Mount. Um, spoiler alert, he killed it. It was awesome. Um, but 
he, he goes through all these things. And what he's doing is he's turning all these scams, all these people have been told on their head. Eye for an eye. Oh, you've heard it said this. You've heard it said this. You've heard it said this. Blessed are the peacemakers. That was just not a thing back then. He was just turning them all around. And so he gets to the, you know, towards the end, and he, and he makes this crazy statement. And, and I'm, I'm, I, I just know that I'm going to upset some people uh, in this sermon. If you're really into current events, here's what he says. Therefore, I tell you, or I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Like, you, ever, you ever have someone who knows something about a subject you don't know about? That's the phraseology they use. Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm telling you, don't do that. Uh, I'm telling, oh, no, I'm telling you, 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 you have to. You ever done that with little kids? I'm telling you, don't run across the street. Don't. It, 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 oh, it, it precedes something very important. I, I'm telling you, I know more than you. I'm, I've been doing this longer than you for Jesus' eternity, right? I've been doing this a long time. I've been watching humans a long time. I'm telling you, do not worry about your life. And here's the pushback that you would give me, that I give me, right? Because I, I struggle with this as well. We all do. This is why Jesus preached on it. Jesus didn't preach on stuff we did well. He preaches on stuff we do poorly. I'm telling you, don't worry about your life. Now, here's the pushback you'd say. Jesus. Awesome sermon. Yeah, the stuff about the peacemakers was brilliant. I loved it. But if you knew my life, if you knew what I was going through, you'd know this is impossible. If you knew, Jesus, do you know about coronavirus? Like, have you ever heard of it? No, you didn't. You're back way back in like 2080. Like, come on, coronavirus murder hornets, fires, an election. You know, just on a, as a side note, I led, I, I'm not proud of many things I've done here at Living Spring as your leader, fearless, humble, amazing leader. <laughs> per, you know, just there. Um, but I led us through the last election and we made it. And we didn't like lose anybody. And we're kind of like split 50-50 at Living Spring. And I was so happy. This election, my letter of resignation is already filled out. <laughs> it's on my desk. I'm just waiting to sign it. No. no. We'll get through the election. I know it's hard to believe. But Jesus says this. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about your election. Don't worry about coronavirus. Be responsible, vote, wear a mask, do all these things, but don't worry. What's really cool is that Jesus knew um, what we know now. Here's what happens with worry. I was going to actually spell check this. I wish I had. 
Release of cortisol and adrenaline, okay? That's not good to sustain your body to have those released all the time. Dizziness, hyperventilating, increased heart rate, muscle tension, repressed immune system, trouble sleeping, excess blood sugar and weight gain, gastrointestinal distress. This is all what anxiety, that's the benefits of anxiety. There they are. So he goes on and he says, don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. And he asks this question, is not life more important? Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Here's the question he's really asking. What is your life about? What is it about? Like, like uh, uh, honestly, and again, I, 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 told, I told you I'd, I'd upset m- most of you, and I don't mean to do it. I don't do it on purpose. But I mean, honestly, is your life really about who's in office? Uh, again, it's important. We, we want to get the right, right person, yay. But is that really your life? Like, you're going to be anxious about that? Jesus had Caesar. I can almost guarantee you whoever we get won't be as bad as that dude or Nero for Paul. I can almost guarantee you. Now, you might think, John, I have this great blog. You got to read it. Oh, you got to see this video. And you'll know they're worse than Nero, Uh right? What's your life about? What is it truly about? Isn't it worth more? Isn't life more than food and body? What I love about Jesus is he picks essentials, like actual essentials. Food is kind of important. Clothing is kind of important. Thank you all for being here clothed. I appreciate that. Super helpful, right? It's not as distracting as a helicopter, but it's close, okay? Is life more than food and the body more than clothes? You could push back on Jesus and go, not really. Like if I have food and clothing, that's kind of important. He goes, nah, nah, nah. Isn't it worth more than that, though, if you really dig down? So here's the scam that I want to talk about this morning. I can't stop. I can't stop. I got to keep going. I got to keep learning. I got to keep growing. I got to keep, I got to keep, I can't stop. I got to keep. I got to make sure I go. I got to make sure I have all the right information. I can't stop. I got to make sure if, if, I'm, if I'm single, I got to get married. If, I, if, I, if I'm married, I want to have kids, and I, we got to have kids. I can't, I can't stop because if I don't, he won't. That's the reality of anxiety. If I don't figure it out in my own mind, if I don't get this all worked out, if I don't, he won't. Like, I might be missing out on something because he doesn't know what I'm going through. Again, I go back to the scam. If he knew my story, if he knew what I was going through, he wouldn't ever preach, don't worry about your life. Because I've lived my life, and I understand there's some really great things to worry about. And it works really well. He gets into that, too. But I digress. He goes on. He gives this great word picture. Look at the birds of the air. 
Just look at them. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns and let your heavenly father feed them. Your heavenly father takes care of them. Now, we're sitting in a patio, which was the dream of a lot of leaders a long time ago at Living Spring uh, to have trees. And uh, I used to have a desk. It was this giant desk. I don't know why it was there when I got there, but it was huge. It was like a massage table. It was like giant. And and so I got rid of that, and um, we built the patio, and I switched my desk to be at that window back there. For those of you who are watching online, just picture uh, a presidential desk that's beautiful. <laughs> with, but, uh, so I switched it there uh, because we had trees. And I could look at the trees, and I could look at the birds. And so like, uh, also like in the morning, not every morning, but about 80% of the mornings, I build a fire uh, outside in my front yard in a fire pit, not on my front yard, um, but, and, um, and I look out, and it's just birds. It's just birds. And so th- we have a lot of hawks around our house, and uh, we live by, a, by the Navy base. So there are these big fields, and they're filled with rodents, right? And so it's like a hometown buffet for hawks. I mean, they're just like, oh, I think I'll have a rabbit, and then I'll have a gopher. So they do that. And uh, these hawks are out in front of my house in these trees, and sometimes they'll build nests. And, and so there's these, like, and, and it's cool because there'll be, like, all sorts of different hawks. As far as age is concerned, you'll have, like, juvenile hawks, and you c- they're super disrespectful. And then, um, and then there's, like, big hawks. And so I took this picture off the Internet so I could <laughs> put it into my slides to show you a picture of a of a hawk but they're not unlike that i just couldn't my iphone doesn't it can't take those those pictures um but the hawks work they work they build nests i've watched them build nests and they build nests like a lot of it's like a lot of work to build a nest come to find out and and so they build these nests they're working but they're not worrying worrying isn't uh, uh Not worrying about your life isn't just throwing your hands up and not working. Of course we're going to work. This is a picture of a hummingbird. Again, not in my front yard, but we have tons of hummingbirds in our front yard because we have these bushes that we need to trim back, and there's flowers all over them. These hummingbirds work. They work. One time a hummingbird, I was sitting there, and it started flying at my head. I mean, look at this beak. I, I just figured it was going to hit me, and I'd be like, yeah, it's a hummingbird. I just, uh, it was just this morning, and it got stuck there, and I didn't want to touch it because I'm afraid of hummingbirds. It came at my head, and it shot up, and it went above like this giant eucalyptus tree, and it was loud, and it was, and then it came right back down and like jetted across. You could hear it. Like, that's how loud. It was just incredible. They work but they don't worry. And here's the thing Jesus wants us to know about looking at birds that don't worry. And here's the question he has for you and me. I preach, I don't know if you guys know this, but I preach on this very verse and the verses we're going to see every single year because I think we get scammed every single year. Are you not much more valuable than they? If he cares about a bird, doesn't he care about you? 
Doesn't he know what you're going through? Is he just, and again, I know the pushback. Oh, but if you knew my life, if you knew what I was going through, if you knew my relationship with my spouse, if you knew, if you met my kids, if you just met them, you wouldn't write that in the Bible, right? They're just the source of worry. Not, not my kids, your kids. But I, I got, if you just would meet, you know, if you met my boss, oh my goodness, if you met my boss, oh, if you knew our industry, Jesus says, aren't you more valuable than birds? I take care of them all the time. I see them all the time. It says further in the Bible, I know when one of them falls to the ground and dies. Like, I understand that. Aren't you more valuable? And then he asks another question. And this is the question I have for you. And this is where you're going to get upset at me. Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? As your shepherd, I just want to talk to sheep right now. We spend a lot of time on the internet worrying. We spend a lot of time reading articles, sharing videos, going back and forth, thinking that we're doing something. We are not doing anything. We're not adding anything to the conversation. It's a waste of time. Go on the internet, learn share stuff, that's fine. But when the result is anxiety, you're doing it wrong. Does that make sense? If the result of going to a certain place, a certain news source, a certain um, you know, friend on Facebook, if, 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 if the result is anxiety, you're not adding anything. You want to go get information, figure out how to vote? Totally great. Go, get, you know, learn about murder hornets. I was, you know, I, I think murder hornets are awesome. But can any one of you, anyone, and he was talking to a bunch of people, can any one of you, by worrying, accomplish anything? The answer is no. All it does is the opposite. We become people based in fear. And the church of Jesus Christ has never been an institution, never been a family, never been a flock that is run by fear ever. Because perfect love casts out fear. And Jesus is perfect love. So my relationship with Jesus is greater than a virus. My relationship with Jesus is greater than an election. My relationship with Jesus is slightly better than murder hornets, right? My relationship with Jesus allows me to work through injustice. I now have a barometer to go, man, Jesus breaks injustice. I'm not saying you forget all those things. It's the worry. He goes on. I want to get to Philippians, so I'm going to bust through this. He, he talks about clothes, and then he talks about these lilies. Uh, you can't see it outside, but we'll have a way tomorrow morning to show it better online. Um, but these lilies that are, like, ridiculous. And he says, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Like, like whatever you're trying to get, whatever power structure you want to get, whatever... Whatever 
money you want to get, relationships you want to get, whatever it is, it's, it's just not going to make it. So here's my point, my kind of thing that ends in nitty. <laughs> when we focus on uncertainty, we lose sight of eternity. Because eternity is the, the, the perspective God has wanted for us all along. Eternal perspective. Life is not about flesh and blood. Okay? We're here for a short time, all of us. You can worry yourself to death if you want. Whoever's president, wherever we are health-wise, whatever's going on, it's good to know. It's good to wear masks. It's good not to create climate change. <laughs> All those things are great. But to worry about them, that's the problem. We lose sight of eternity. We get so focused on the here and now. I'll give you an example just out of my personal life. So um, I used to say that I struggle with anxiety, but I'm actually getting better. So I, I just say that I... I I'm getting better at, at struggling with anxiety. But there was a time way back when, when I became a pastor, having no pastoral experience whatsoever, I would worry about everything. Let me just say this. So uh, in November, I'll be pastor here for, it'll be 15 years. And um, well, thank you. That's not, that wasn't a now, now I'm all anxious about it. Okay, no. no. So, so, uh, so I'll be pastor here for 15 years. There has never, ever been one thing, and I've worried about a lot about this church. I've worried about a lot of people. I've worried about a lot of things. I've worried about our finances. I've worried about everything. There has not been one thing that Jesus has let slip through the crack. Has there been heartache? Sure. Has there been pain? Absolutely. Has there been disappointments? Yes, there have been. Not one thing. What, by worrying, how, how do I make my ministry better? How do I make my family better? How do I make my neighbors better? How do I make racial injustice better by worrying? That, that doesn't do anything. When I focus on uncertainty, I lose sight of eternity. And eternity is basically... How can I have a relationship with Jesus that's close now so I look forward to heaven, being with him in heaven? That's eternity. So he goes on. If that's how, if, 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 if he makes lilies, don't you think you're, you're doing better than that? So why do you worry saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Like, what, 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 who should we vote for? How? How am I going to get through the day? All those things. And again, if, if you've, I'll just say it for the last time. Yes, vote, care, read, got you. Here's what he says. The pagans run after all these things. Now, pagan is kind of a, a you know, we tend to think of pagans like, um, like evildoers or immoral. They have no morals. Pa pagans actually do, some pagans, uh, depending on which god they were following, other than Yahweh, that's just basically what he means by pagans, those who are following gods other than Yahweh, they had, some of them had some like really crazy strict morals. Pagan doesn't mean moralist. It doesn't mean, or I don't even know if that's a word, immoral, whatever. It just means 
People who try to get fulfillment out of life, their meaning of life, through some other way than at this point what Jesus is saying was Yahweh. They run after all those things. They think if I just get enough power, it'll be good. If I just get enough money, it'll be good. That's just the pagan mentality. What is your God? Who is your God? And how, how much are you investing in it? I can be a pagan by, by I can be a pastor pagan <laughs> by saying, oh, the church, that's my God. I, my whole life is based on what, who I am as a pastor and how big is the church and how, you know, how is, how is the church doing? That's just paganism. It's just trying to get fulfillment, meaning, and value of my life outside of how my heavenly father views me. Aren't I more valuable than birds? Of course I am. Jesus didn't even have to answer the question. It's a rhetorical question. They run after all those things. Your heavenly father knows you need them. So what do you do? You seek first his kingdom. That's it. You seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All the other stuff, go get it. Seek first his kingdom. Now, how, how does this happen? How do, you, how do you seek first his kingdom? Well, when you get to a place where you're anxious, you can pick the election if you want. You go, you go before your heavenly father. Lord, what am I, why am I scared? Well, you're scared because if this person gets in office, you, you feel like you might lose power or you might be out of control or people might get hurt. Okay, so good. So then how do, I, how do I process through that? Okay, well, you've got some certain things you can do. You can vote. You can pass on information, whatever. But it's seeking first his kingdom. God, I'm worried about my job. Why are you worried about your job? Well, if I don't have a good job and I can't get the kids through college, you just go through the process. God, where are you in this? Where are you in, in all the things that I'm worried about? What would you have me do? I had a great email exchange with a brother that I love. And they were going through this because they were go going through some anxiety about, you know, basically everything. And the, the conclusion he came to was, I need to meet a neighbor that I haven't met yet. I've been in this house for all, all this time. Ding, 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 ding. Seek first his kingdom. What can you actually do? You can meet a neighbor. You can take care of them. You can take care of a brother, a sister. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. What I love about Jesus wrapping this up is that he admits, yeah, there's trouble. There is a virus. There are, like, yes, it's hard. You can lose your job. You can lose a relationship. Yes. But worrying about it isn't going to help. So for the next five, eight minutes, I want to go to Paul. Paul was also in uncertain times. Um, he was... Uh, 
uh, all of the things Jesus had, he had. He ended up being martyred. Most of the disciples ended up being martyred. Um, Jesus, uh, Paul writes to Thessalonians. Uh, I'm, that's just what I happen to be in in my quiet time. Birds. It's awesome. Uh, and he's t- telling them, oh, man, you guys are handling all your persecution. Great. I'm like, persecution? Like, that's, that's, I would worry about that. Like, I, persecution's kind of a, a big deal. And he's like, yeah, you're doing great. Keep up the good work. Here's what he says to a church in Philippi. Man, yeah, just <laughs> don't be anxious about anything. Well, I mean, anything is kind of all-encompassing. Why wouldn't he use a other word, like, don't be anxious about politics? I mean, pick a, pick a category, Paul. He did. He picked all of them. Don't be worried about anything. Now, this dude was in prison when he wrote it, okay? So there's kind of some stuff to worry about if you're in prison. I don't want to get into the details, but if you're in prison... Your life probably isn't going as you had planned. Do not be anxious about anything. Then he uses another all-encompassing word. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, every single one of them, all of them, pick a situation. That one, you can't be anxious in that one. Pick another one. No. Pick a really bad one, the worst one you can. No. Every situation. So, but in every situation, here, here's what he says, by prayer and petition. This is the first key of, being, of moving past anxiety, is prayer and petition. God, I can't. Instead of I can't stop, I can't. I just can't. And so God, I'm laying this at your feet. I'm laying this at your feet. God, I I'm scared to death of the election. I'm scared to death of COVID. I'm scared to death of fires. I'm scared to death of pick whatever it is. God, I can't do anything about this. I lay it at your feet. I petition you, Jesus, to step in. With thanksgiving. In every situation, there should be thanksgiving. How is that possible? Well, we present our request to God. Now, here's what happens. Your person doesn't get elected. I'm really sorry about that. Uh, COVID runs through its course. Ah, but I was with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. I did all those things. And, and I still see, I'm still seeing all the things that I would see before. Well, that's not the result. It can be. Prayer is important. As we band together, all of us, and we're praying for racial reconciliation, those things are so, so important. As we pray for those people that, are, that have been devastated by the fires, and we pray for those who have been um, uh, affected by COVID, all those things, absolutely we do those things. And that's part of it. The hand of God being moved. But that's not what Paul says. Paul says this, when you do that in every situation, you you don't be anxious about anything in every single situation by prayer 
and petition or supplication let your, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God, which doesn't make any sense, which transcends all understanding. All of a sudden, I was anxious, and I went outside, or in my case, I went outside, I lit a fire, I said, God, you know what I have going on today, you know the meetings I have, you know the things I have. God, would you just, I just want to see you in all of it. I want to see the eternal perspective in all of it. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to be able to do that. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard, guard your hearts and your minds. How? In Christ Jesus. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation. With prayer and petition and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will, will, will set a fence around your mind and your heart. Like, we're running out of time. He says this, finally, brothers and sisters, okay? You got this guard around your heart and your mind. And you say, well, what, what am I supposed to do from here? <laughs> it's just so simple. Whatever's true, okay, that takes half of the internet off the table, right? <laughs> You're like, oh, I know which half. Yeah. Someone next to you is like, I know it's the other half, okay. Whatever's noble, Whatever's right, whatever's pure. I mean, listen, we're going down the line. Like most of our, the stuff that we put into our brains is off the table, right? Whatever's pure, uh, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable. These are the things we now, with our guarded minds, our guarded hearts, these are the things we dump inside. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, is that not showing up? Oh, all right, no. Technology. Oh, man, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? <laughs> if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Whew. Man, can you imagine? Okay. Can you imagine you get on the Internet, right? And you go, is this true? Is this honorable? Is this right? Is this pure? Is this lovely? Is this excellent and praiseworthy? Oh, man. That, that gets rid of so much sources of anxiety in our lives. It's just a litmus test. That's all it is. If anything's excellent or praiseworthy, you think about those things. Those are the things we think about. So why don't we stand for the blessing, and if you're at home and uh, you join us in this, I love it. Uh, we just stand really just as a posture of humility, and I have no special powers, <laughs> but uh, we do it really as a family, as those who are 
together with these words of truth that now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, that you would just go in his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.